P. Hi, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Billy Joel, he wrote so many songs. Some fast, some slow, and some go on too long. All the hits and hidden gems, even the turds, it ends at Z, not A. With your friends Elon and Dave. Yes, as Alon said, this is Billy Joel A to Z, and today, another wrap-up show. I really do feel like that's all we've been doing lately. I feel horrible about it, but the P's are finished, and there were, well, it could have been the greatest song of all time in the P's, Piano Man and Pressure, just two songs, probably ranked that exact way, so that's not necessary, but hello, welcome to the show, welcome to another episode of Billy Joel A to Z. We've done over a hundred episodes with my compatriot. Wait, compa- with what is it? It could be anything. Compadre, compatriot, comrade. <laughs> Alan Altman, everybody. Hello, Alan. Hello, Dave. I-, I know what you mean. It feels like a lot of wrap ups. It's like all my life is letter wrap ups. <laughs> something, something. Oh my God, it really does. And I think we'd both like to apologize to everybody. You come for a Billy Joel podcast. You're like, well, all I hear is these guys talking about their social life, which uh, not maybe I said that the wrong way because we don't talk about it. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. But yeah, it's because <laughs> we're just they're like all we hear is Dave Jessica talking about the 90s. And uh, I do if, feel if bad. you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just uh, an unfortunate coincidence when you do letter by letter. But believe me, today's now. Now, as you know, uh, we were recording this in 2022. Anybody who's listening after the fact uh, coming up on April 9th, we will be doing our Q and a, or at least that's what we're calling it. Alana and I will, we're going to have a live zoom show. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what we're doing. We're hoping to have a couple of guests and we'll just have you guys there and we can just talk about Billy Joel. You can ask us personal questions or you know, because I would love to know some more stuff about Alon's wife and how that works. So that's kind of that is on the maybe, table. Maybe I'll bring her on. Well, that is a brilliant idea. I will bring some of my puppets I have in the house <laughs> and they will talk what it's like living with me. But no, we could talk Billy Joel and you can tell us some of your experience. Why not? We have these guests on that you don't know. Let's see what your experience is with Billy Joel. I mean, some of we heard like, uh, what is it? Uh, Italian Stallion Al, he, he told us a couple of stuff. He's the one that... Uh, Where's the uh, everybody's a, a song or a character, right? Yeah. Whenever he goes to a concert for Billy Joel, they have T-shirts made up for their whole group. Yeah. Yeah. So we know about that. So those kind of stories would be terrific. And uh, that's what we'll do to mark our one year anniversary. Just have a little show with with everybody. Maybe, you know, maybe we can get some of the guys to play some music or something. And it won't be that long or or short. It'll just be what it is. And then we will move on to the meat of Really, the meat of Billy Joel A to Z. Uh, not that many R's, but then we go to the S's. And as you know, Alon's T's <laughs> with all the thes that everybody's angry about, uh, they'll all be coming. So we are talking about RST, and there are lots and lots of stuff. So it will be all music after that. So then we don't have to feel that bad about ourselves but it's funny because it feels like we're at the end of the alphabet almost but then we have like still half of the songs because they're all loaded into the s's and the t's yeah it completely feels like we're almost finished but no there's plenty more to go 
I I was doing like kind of the math and I feel like maybe by the end of the year, we're almost complete, but again, I'm not very good at math. So let's just, again, April 9th, join us. Uh, Alon will post stuff in Instagram on how to reach us. Just the regular Zoom, not that stream yard where we can have, you know, now we can have lots of people on. We don't have to put you in time slots or anything like that. And we apologize for that craziness. We we just never know what's right. You know, we're talking about music and audio. We, we, we don't know how to work video. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our domain. But yeah, that'll no. be April 9th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So yeah. we'll put all the info on the how to get onto the Zoom on the Instagram and on Twitter. You guys will see it there. The uh, the Zoom code, the password, if there is one, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you all. That's 1 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Chilean time. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, what? But now it is a very important thing, obviously. So just before we get to the comments, just a couple of I guess, what do you call it? House cleaning or housekeeping to really, truly wrap up the P's, but also an O comment that I noticed only the good die young. I had said, and it's true that when Billy Joel was getting announced that Saturday night live by Chevy chase about the high school reunion bit. And I said, and as you know, as anybody that has been watching Saturday night live for the past, almost 50 years, they go and ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Swift, Ladies and gentlemen, the Rolling Stones, you know, it's always that intro. And that's why it was kind of special, especially for us, that Chevy Chase said the class of Oyster Bay High. No, I just made I'm sorry. I really <laughs> wanted to be the class no of Hicksville High of uh, 1960s or whatever is missing one alumni tonight. And they say that, and of course, they bring on Billy Joel and he does um, just wait. What does he do? <laughs> only only good good young. Right, right. OK, that's what I thought. Right. They, the second song is just the way you are. OK, it is that order. Right. I got that right. Yeah, as far okay. as I know, that's fine. Right, right. But I remembered, I didn't look it up. I remembered one other guy getting an intro like that. There's there's not a lot of examples. There's one in my head. And I looked it up to make sure I was right. And I wasn't crazy. In 1984, the mayor of New York City, Ed Koch, at the time, I completely remember, and the, he was introducing my favorite band, which was the Cars. And he came out and he said, there's a traffic problem in New York City, which can all be fixed if we just use the fabulous Cars. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, there was another, obviously Billy Joel, I think was the first, but uh, 10 years or so later, there was another off the cuff intro of not the standard, ladies and gentlemen, Pat Benatar. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where I'm coming up with these, uh, you know, people in my head. You know, as mayor of New York, traffic is one of my biggest problems. But tonight, I think I've solved the problem. Replace all the automobiles in the city with the fabulous cars. <laughs> But yeah, Ed Koch did it. And that episode, I remember so clearly because it was a very interesting episode. It was the season finale. 
and they used the last five hosts and they all were together. It was Ed Koch, uh, Edwin Newman, who was like a reporter on NBC or a news anchor on NBC. What a terrible season. Yeah. Betty Thomas, who was in Hill Street Blues and then became a director, directed private parts. I can't remember the other ones, but there were five guests. And yeah, they just put them all together and did a big season finale. And the musical guest was The Cars. And I remember watching with my friend because somehow he had uh, an inn at Saturday Night Live. And he goes, do you want to go to the after party? And I'm like, oh, my God, that would be amazing, because especially because the cars were my favorite at the time. He kept texting the guy and we were going to go in. We were watching. Oh, he, the was, show. he was texting in 1985. Oh, right. How could he have done that? <laughs> this whole story is made up, everybody. I guess he was calling him. Yeah, it's funny. I'm picturing him texting. No, that's impossible, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess he was calling the guy and leaving messages and saying, hey, we really want to go. We were watching in Long Island, ironically. <laughs> and we were, gonna, we were going to helicopter in. And wait a minute. You're right. This story has a lot of holes in it. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, I just I remember that intro. Oh, and now when I was looking up to see if I had it correct, there's something about Joe Piscopo <laughs> in that episode where I don't know what's part of the sketch. I saw something where they said he would only do something if Frank Sinatra got a limo. <laughs> like so it was it combined everything we'd been talking about for the past like three months so something about that particular episode worked for the billy joel a to z podcast i don't know somehow <laughs> uh and um, also like we said with uh some housekeeping uh, i don't have anything to say about piano man isn't that funny do you have anything to wrap up about piano man because i feel like we did cover everything I think we covered everything with Piano Man pretty much. I, th- I have one thing to say about pressure. I don't know if you well, no, pressure. no, I was going to say I got stuff to say about pressure. Yeah. But Piano Man, isn't that funny? When I was like listening back, I didn't have any notes. And with pressure, I had lots of notes. <laughs> but yeah. Piano Man, I really feel we did cover everything we needed to cover. Yeah. And actually, there's one thing in Piano Man that we covered that got edited out that we'll talk about in the comments that we got from listeners. Well, it let's comes do up. that now. Why don't we go Piano Man first and then we'll go pressure? Well, before that, we, there's actually a lot of comments that came up from the O wrap up that we should talk about. That, oh, they were pretty interesting. Do tell. We, yeah, we, we've been getting a lot of comments lately. This is really good. So in the O's wrap up, we had mentioned uh, listener Frank Bercogliano, right? And we wondered if I had said his name correctly. And Frank oh. said, Alon, you said it perfect. You might be the only one to have ever done it. New Yorkers stick together. Wow. But the story does not end there because then our friend Italian Stallion Al sent us a direct message and said, no. You're both wrong. In Italian, it would be pronounced more like Mercoyano. So I think Frank is doing the New York version. Italian Stallion Al is going with the back in the homeland version. But wait, how do you know how it's pronounced in a text, in a DM, if you haven't heard him say it? He, he wrote it out phonetically. Oh, I guess. Mercoyano. I'm still amazed that you were able to pronounce the first one, which I knew was right because I couldn't. I even commented on it immediately, right? Because I was so impressed. So uh, well, how dare Italian Al say that Frank Macariano is pronouncing his name wrong? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it takes a lot of balls. Hey, you Italian guys, uh, I'll tell you you're okay, all right? <laughs> uh, okay, then listener Chris Serico said, Dave Juskow likes the ballet, but are we sure he isn't just referring to the bear in the car? Which is a Simpsons reference. Oh, that bear that's always riding a tricycle and wearing a... <laughs> Marge is like, we're going to the ballet tonight. And Homer imagines a, a right, bear right, with, a, with a Fez like. hat in a little car going around in a ring. 
Oh, right. Yes. No, I swear I do actually like the ballet. It's very odd. I told my mother invites me every Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> so weird. Autumn B. Melody said she forgot to mention back in the ends that she loved the song Numbers. Thank you, Dave, <gasps> for finding it. And she's oh. been listening to it nonstop. Oh, I'm so happy you said that. Thank you, Autumn. You know how I, like I said, I felt like I oversold it, but I love it too. I keep listening to it too. And like I said, I wish I could put it on the uh, hidden gems list. I really like it. I would, I'm curious to know what her theories of which version she likes, but that's too too much trouble, I guess. We'll get not, to that not, in the R wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, thank you for writing that, Autumn. Someone said she'd wait for me, wait for me. And then Catalina said, Oyster Bay rocks. She will not hear anything else about it. Well, I think we have to get rid of her. I think we have to. I think that's. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who likes Oyster Bay that much, we got to. We'll we'll, block her from the podcast. Something's clearly wrong. (laughs) She said, Only to Good Die Young was possibly the best episode ever, and she needs a second Michael Riedel interview. Oh, isn't that nice? God, I was hoping everybody would like the Michael Riedel interview. But again, you know, you're never sure. Talking about Broadway. I like talking about Broadway. Uh, but I thought his I, I thought that was ridiculously interesting how that show was changed. Yeah. I mean, that was great. I yeah. Not only great. that, but how he had a hand in it, really, because I mean, yeah, he totally had a hand in making that show a success. It is fascinating. The power of the pen still in this day and age. And we all do know. I mean, it seems like a myth of a critic that has the power to open or close a show. And of course, his story on Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark. He's like, oh, that was like such a gift. That was hilarious. (laughs) Okay, now we can go to the Piano Man. We have a bunch of comments here. The first one, Italian Stallion Al, says his good friend Mary, who is a loyal listener. Hi, Mary said, tell Alon and Dave that for most of my young life, I literally thought the patrons of the piano bar put actual bread in Billy's tip jar. Oh, come on. What is happening, you young kids? And that's what (laughs) I I said. So I had this when we recorded that episode. I said I also thought the same thing for a while. And I think it didn't make it to the final edit. But oh, uh, I cut that out. I think you cut that out. I listened to it again. I didn't hear it. So you might be right because I thought it was ridiculous. I'm like, who doesn't know that that is? But you're right. If you're young. I guess you don't if you didn't grow up in the 70s, you would not know, I guess. Right. We don't think of the word bread as being a slang term for money. So the thought of a patron putting bread in his jar, I thought kind of felt like maybe they're jerks who are just see, like, here's some bread. It piano was, guy. I see what you're saying. It's just so for me, I cannot conceive because it was such a popular slang term. It wasn't just a musician term. It was in the Brady Bunch. It was I told you it was all these crime drugs that no one's seen. I get it. But it was in every television show or movie when they were, especially when they were talking about a hippie or something, you know, so it was really out there. And I guess I can't conceive the fact that you guys wouldn't get it, but I am much older. So I suppose that has something to do with it. Hey, you got to get out of here, man. Put down the phone, put down your, put put down your guitar. Donna's coming over, man. Donna, Donna, get out of here. Come on. You know, from the welfare office, Donna with the chacha bingos, man. What's that? Well, like, she's coming over, man. I got to clean up this place. So can you leave? 
I got nowhere to go. Well, go see a movie or something, man. There's another biker movie or Gidget's Gaga gets gooey or something. Stop playing down at the drive-in or something. I don't have any bread. Well, I'll give you a dollar, man. Oh, shit, I don't got any bread either. I apologize. I, I took it out. But remember, the show was already an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we talked for three days straight and just narrowed it down to 45 minutes. <laughs> we cut it down to 305. Uh, again. Oh! Morley Scott said, if we get Adam Rip on for an episode, he's going to listen to the episode at the wrong speed. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was great. I saw that the other day. I, it's such a good I know idea. I definitely like that one. I think I even put a ha 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 because that was brilliant. You did. I saw your Thought comment there. Yes. Uh, another cool comment we got from B Goldman 324, who mentioned that the song No Man's Land is like a sequel to Piano Man. If you think about how the piano bar, the executive room got torn down for a shopping center. That's the what I was trying to think when I said, yeah, he got it. Compl- I think I even commented that when I saw the other day, because that's what I was thinking of. I said, it sounds like a song already when they knocked down the mini mall. That's what was in my head, I guess. No man's land. Right. I've yeah. forgotten. Or it sounds like that. And also uh, B Goldman. Happy birthday. I'm assuming 324 means it's. A- oh, yeah, maybe it is that good. Good catch there. Happy birthday. B Goldman. <laughs> uh, there's also that song about Big Yellow Taxi. Is that what it's called? They tore down heaven and put up a parking lot. Oh, is that the Joni Mitchell song? Yeah. Yeah, right. It goes like, put up a parking lot, something. That's the only part of the song I know. Yeah, so it's kind of a similar. uh, The only 60 songs I know are by this band called Attila. (laughs) Hey, once again. And that's actually not true. We we don't know any Attila. No, nothing. (laughs) I don't know any 60s. We'll learn about it in Attila A to Z, which is the podcast we have coming up after this one. Oh, you're making me vomit. (laughs) <laughs> thinking of just even the thought of doing something like that is making me sick it might happen though if we know if we don't want to end the podcast we're gonna to have to go deep into the billy joel no, we just got to choose another band <laughs> all right jesse thomas brown says excellent episode i've been performing live for a long time and there's no song by any artist that connects with audiences the way piano man does he says it washes over people with an incredible warmth like a beloved old friend uh, yeah, and now that I think about it, wasn't it who's that guy, the Billy Joel troll or something? Is he call himself or? Uh... Yeah, Billy Troll A to Z, which we should shout out. He's been making funny memes all yeah. throughout, uh, and you guys should definitely follow him on Instagram, Billy Troll A to Z. He's a yeah. loyal listener who is anonymous. We cannot say who he is. Oh, you know who he is? I figured it out. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I don't know who he is, but um, he put the when I was putting the cartoon thing, uh, which I thought was how dry I am, but it was. Uh, well, we were sailing along <laughs> on Moonlight, Moonlight Bay. Bay. <laughs> right. um, he put the uh, he totally got it. Put the cartoon, the exact cartoon I was talking about in with the cats all carrying their draft beers. And that's the way I picture Piano Man being sung. Yeah. Oh, listener Emma Tofi on Twitter said she wonders if we've heard the song. What'll it be from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which was written by the late great Adam Schlesinger. Um, which Adam has said was a parody of Piano Man. And I listened to it. It definitely is. It's sung from the perspective of, of a bartender. And the opening line is, it's 5.53 on Thanksgiving. Not one customer's walked through the door. It's 5.53 on Thanksgiving. Not one customer's walked through the door. But I'm still here, slinging drinks for a living I've never played piano before 
not bad. Oh, that's great. Listen, let me just tell you something really quick. We're recording. I'll just say we're recording this on April 2nd. His The anniversary of his death was yesterday, two years ago, from COVID. This guy, Adam Schlesinger, folks, I, I just, I'm sorry. When I hear his name, especially yesterday, I realized yesterday was his goddamn anniversary of stupid COVID before they knew how to, how to fix stuff. This guy would have been your new favorite person. He would have been all over this show. He would have been playing for us. He would have been on all the wrap-ups, anything he was available for. He was that kind of guy. He was a very good friend and the most talented person ever. He would have, and, and not, I'm not taking away anything from Paul Lawrence's song, but he would have also, he would have made an, you know, an opening for us. or an, I would have gotten to him first, not knowing Paul Lawrence. Yeah. He would have done these things for us. And he, you know, was a, you know, just so busy and so smart. And it's just that is a major COVID tragedy, let alone the fact that Sarah Silverman is now putting up. It, it's in it starts preview soon. Her Broadway musical would call the Bedwetter, which he wrote. Which is uh, start, which opens on May 23rd here in New York City. And this Adam Schlesinger is so sorely missed. He did all the music for my crazy ex-girlfriend. He was very close with, I think her name is Rachel Bloom, but that's the kind of guy he was. He just, he would do stuff for anybody. He was this, you guys would have loved him. He was funny. He was cool and so mega talented. Yeah. It's a big loss. Yeah. He used to even come down to the comedy cellar and perform with me and accompany me. And he was that wonderful. Yeah. And just, I don't really know many people like that that died of COVID. That died of COVID, and we all know who had it. But it's before they figured out what to do. Don't don't put don't put on a ventilator, you know, or something. And yeah, because he was one of the rare young prominent people that everyone knows of who died of it in those early days. Yeah, two years. You heard about old people, but not someone young like him. Yeah, and no pre-existing conditions, unless you call love. my weight and a pre-existing condition. So I think we were, we were both uh, not felt. He did it my weight. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that uh, comment. I'm going to check that out. One, two, three, four, All right. Moving on to pressure. Right. So uh, let me just say a couple of things about pressure. Number one, I was apparently pronouncing Russell Mulcahy's name wrong, as Billy Joel said at the opening when I realized I put it in. It's Russell Mulcahy. Mulcahy. Yeah. So I, I didn't realize that. And also, I found out that the thing I was talking about where I thought Billy Joel might have had diarrhea uh, when he was playing a version of Pressure, it is the River of Dreams tour live version of Pressure, which not only has that awesome extra guitar riff, which I really like, but that is the one where he just looks like he is out of it and something is wrong. And in fact, Alan, I'm going to play it for you right now. He messes up the song. He mixes up the words. Mm-hmm. Do you know this? No. That's why I'm saying there is something wrong that day. Uh, everybody can look on YouTube, but I'm going to play it for you now where you can see there's a problem. OK. OK.
you catch that? Yeah, he started doing a verse and then realized he was it wasn't wrong. time for it. He got the wrong spot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is the one I was talking about where I thought there was an issue with him on this day. If you watch this video, he looks like something is off. And when he walks from the one keyboard to the other over this bridge, which should be technically an exciting moment, it is not. Either something happened before or after that song, or he, like I said, his stomach must have hurt. There's something wrong with that video. And remember, that video is the posterity one. That was the one they were saving for the River of Dreams tour. That I think it's the one that's on the stupid My Lives compilation that comes with it. It's interesting. I, I think that would be if we have him on as a guest, that's got to be the first question. Did you have diarrhea in 1994? <laughs> was the tour food just not good? Like, did you have a different caterer? Well, you figure that's got to happen every once in a blue moon, especially the way this guy eats where he brings his own clams with him. Yeah, maybe they didn't have good refrigeration. <laughs> Does this smell funny to you? Just give it to me. I'm about to go on for two hours. Give me the clams. Well, again, take another look at that video. Again, watch the walk over to the other piano through this bridge. And you tell me if I'm crazy. I know I'm not, especially after he... Oh, you're. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Before we started recording, I was listening to a live version of Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who. And Roger Daltrey did the same thing where he started going into a verse before the instrumental break was over. And then he like caught himself and stopped. Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, how could that not happen? I mean, you don't get upset about something like that. I mean, you know, once in a while you do thousands of shows. Once in a while you're putting it out automatic and you, you just are out of it. But it's funny when you're the guy this is roger daldry pete townsend probably gets mad at him but who's going to get mad at billy joel you know like i mean yeah they're all just looking at him like the hell's going on what's the matter with this guy yeah well roger where pete townsend is probably like what the hell's the matter with you roger get it together we're breaking up again <laughs> exactly i'll get a new singer i don't need you. i won't get fooled again by you <laughs> hello <laughs> i also have something about pressure that i didn't bring up in the episode but it occurred to me like right afterwards and i think i think i'm onto something here so there's a line in pressure where he says, all your life is Time Magazine, Sesame Street. What does it mean? And I think what he's referring to when he mentioned Sesame Street is that he had done that song, Nobody Knows But Me, for the In Harmony 2 album back in 1981. And so I think maybe, which was, and we know the In Harmony 1 album was produced by Sesame Street. Right. So maybe what he's saying is like, he's wasting his time doing these things, like a kid's song for some side project or doing an interview for Time Magazine instead of focusing on his own music, because the song was all about writer's block. So I think that that Sesame Street reference is referring to the fact that he was doing some silly kid song. Nice, because we did find out when we did that song that that was done just as the nylon curtain was being recorded. Nice. That's interesting yeah. as hell. I think it's right. We'll ask Billy that also. Diarrhea and <laughs> what was Sesame Street all about? Meanwhile, when I was listening back to the pressure thing, after I listened, I just played pressure over and over again. I have a new real love for the song. And if I could get that River of Dreams version, even though he looks bad, it sounds amazing. And it's got that extra guitar on it that I like. I would put that on the Hidden Gems list. Mm. Live version of it. Love it. Yeah. There's also a really good version, uh, which we were clued into by Paul Lauren from this band called Johnny Lied, which does the entire nylon curtain album a really cool cover of the whole album and the pressure song i thought was really good 
Good. Oh, and that reminds me, AJ Smith, our guest from two letters ago, is going to be on the Kelly Clarkson show, which is a huge deal. Yeah, that might air before our episode comes out. But if it doesn't, definitely check it out or otherwise look on YouTube. I'm sure they'll have clips of that. Yeah, exactly. We're just happy for him and uh, we feel responsible. So you're welcome, AJ. That is the A to Z bump. (laughs) Okay, so now let's go to the comments we have from our listeners for pressure. Uh, first off, we have our friend Jordan Ferber, New York City comedian, very funny, who says that this is easily one of his top five Billy Joel songs and one of his early go to karaoke songs because Ooh. it's perfect for someone who doesn't so much sing as yell. Oh, that's interesting. OK, I like it. And I, I think it, I feel like it's, at this point, it's a go to song for me too. not even just karaoke, but just I think it might be in my top five. Really? Wow. I don't know. I really like it. I forgot how much I liked it. It's really fun. It's so odd. I like Billy's weird songs. Yeah. Steve Hickman gave us one of the most British comments ever about this song. (laughs) Listen to this. He said that the single for Pressure didn't go anywhere on the UK charts, but Pressure was featured on the BBC for its annual World Snooker Championships montage. (laughs) He mentions that snooker was a phenomenally popular sport in the UK back in the 80s. By the way, snooker is just billiards, it's pool, basically. Uh, And he mentioned that he looked up on some snooker database that pressure was used in the 1985 season, which, as Steve points out, was the year famous for Dennis White's black ball final. Oh, (laughs) we all know what that means. He was good. Yeah. (laughs) The only reason I know about snooker is because I always eat those Andy caps or Al caps. No, Andy cap cheese fries or hot fries. Yeah. Uh, those uh, snacks like Doritos or, che- or uh, Cheetos. And they always have a comic on the back where he's doing something with snooker. Is that what <laughs> I said? I say that right. Snooker. Snooker. Yeah. Oh, for some reason, I just when I pronounced it, I said, wait, that sounds dirty for some reason. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I like Andy. <laughs> I like Andy Cap because in The Simpsons, there's a there's a funny joke where Homer's reading the comics and he goes, oh, Andy Cap, you wife beating drunk. <laughs> uh, right he always they always made fun of the comics that's my favorite goes, oh rex morgan md you always have my cure for the daily blues <laughs> yeah oh, when, uh, when um millhouse's parents are breaking up and then at the dinner party homer says what you guys need is a little comic strip called love is it's about two naked eight-year-olds who are married <laughs> <laughs> well then of course the one we also we always love is the comic book guy going Excuse me, are you the creator of High and Lowest? Because you're making me laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then he also says, uh, that is a rare edition of Mary Worth where she advises her, her friend to kill herself. Uh, I, was, I knew there was a Mary Worth comment and I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> uh, I still, again, you know how I uh, am still obsessed the fact that they still have Sunday comics. <laughs> Nobody talks about them anymore and they make yeah. millions Somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's reading those things, but they're uh, it's nice to know they're there somewhere where we don't live. 
Um, oh, Autumn B. Melody. We talked about how uh, Pressure was used in the show The Boys. She mentioned that Pressure was also featured in the season two opener of the TV show 911. Oh, makes sense. So, that's good. It's cool that it's always used in different TV things. Yeah. Glenn Fug said that the music video for this reminds him of the Michael Douglas movie Falling Down. Oh, that's interesting. That's good. Yeah. Do you know that movie? I don't know that movie. Sure, I do. That's a that's a great one. It's, it's a it's about a guy that just can't take it anymore. He's, He's getting splashed in the street. Yeah, I think there's a legendary scene at like a Burger King or something. It's Michael Douglas. You said Michael Douglas already. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Douglas. I think Robert Duvall maybe too. It's a very good movie. What did it come out in the 80s or 90s? 90s, I think. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. He's wearing the glasses and he's he's fed up. He's like, you know, pressure. He's, it's a good point. He's, you know, there's construction. And he's like, now you, he gets out of the car and he's like, all right, I've had it just about enough. Now I know there's no construction going on here. Tell me the truth. And he's like, all right, all right. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah, he's had it. So BU2 Believe mentioned that she loves or they love the change that Liberty does when he goes from halftime to regular time in the middle of the measure. I don't know what any of this stuff means. And they also mentioned that Billy's riff uses a whole seventh diminished chord. Again, I have no idea what this means, but I like the technical talk. Yeah. It's cool that they notice uh, those kind of things as most musicians, I guess would, but it does show that like, if, you know, listen, I don't know that stuff either, but I obviously picked up on, liberty's unbelievable drumming in it and i hate him so (laughs) (laughs) i had to give him props because it really is something to behold especially the live versions yes now the final thing is about this song uh we had asked about this balalaikas instrument right and so we got a couple comments that explain this to us the first one is from jaguar brent who mentions that he loves the show been listening since the beginning and he had no idea that the Balalaikas was in the song, but he's surprised that Dave hasn't heard of them since there's a lyric in Back in the USSR where Paul says, let me hear your Balalaikas ringing out. Come and keep your comrade warm. Oh, you, Paul McCartney, you mean? Yeah. Oh. And so Billy, obviously, this has been on, you know, it's in the Russia, in the Kreplok video, uh, in, <laughs> in the Kreplok uh, album, he, he does Back in the USSR and it has that lyric in it. Personally, I always thought that lyric was, let me hear your bell like it's ringing out. Yeah, I would never have guessed it was that other whatever that the hell that was. But then Paul Lauren gives us the real detail behind the Balalaikas. He says we did Russian... shout him out and ask him for those comments. Yes, we let we him. Ha- we let us have it. All right. Oh, yeah. And he came through <laughs> big time. He said the Russian Balalaikas was actually layered with the synths and played during that famous opening Takata and Fugue esque motif. The do 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 that has all got ball like that's the ball the that's the instrument where that is it's layered in there with the synth so he said it's pretty subtle it's hard to hear it and then he also mentions that Billy's vocals were sampled and run through an early sampling synthesizer called an emulator for the instrumental part around the three forty five mark yes but I said that I I mean I said I said that I just didn't know which part it was so then he was telling us that. It's what I thought it might be, but it's confusing where it's like, bup, 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 bup. I, I guess that is Billy. Yeah, voice that's his put voice. Through this. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, Paul, for that. Thank you so much. It's good to know when we said, could Paul Lauren possibly tell us? And it's good to know he was listening. So yeah, <laughs> he was very kind to write all that information. He was. So we have a couple of just general comments that we got, which were really nice. that We wanted to also read uh, the first one comes from Rachel Worley 
who says she's a huge, all caps, fan of the podcast. And she's got a playlist on Spotify to compete with your Hidden Gems playlist. What? <laughs> Hers is called Cup of Joel, which I guess is a play on Cup of Joe, like coffee. It is? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course of I Joe. know that. You didn't have to explain that one to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, this guy doesn't know anything. I thought she was doing uh, the uh, Cup of Joel, which is the back cover of the Nylon Curtain album. Oh, I thought she was doing uh, Cup of Joel uh, as a play on Cup of Life, that famous Ricky Martin song. See, now I have no idea what you're talking about. See, now you've ruined it. <laughs> so anyway, her playlist, uh, what she says is it's all her favorite songs, but she changes the order of each song based on listening to our episodes. So we're really oh. influencing her here, That's except nice. that she says she will never put Blonde Over Blue on it. Uh, she apparently hates that song. I'm thinking about taking that off. Really? Don't let the peer pressure get to you. Uh, well, I was I've been thinking about it a lot. And I'm not sure if I, I got to listen to it again. I'm not sure if it belongs there anymore. OK, that was early on when I wasn't sure where we were going with this. Yeah, we didn't know how many hidden gems there would be. So we thought yeah. we had to put a lot more on. Um, and then Rachel also mentions that, uh, you know, Bill, uh, Dave, you say sometimes how Billy Joel really is for people in the Northeast, like his music really fits for us, Northeastern people. Well, we were talking about with Mike Vecchione as well, in the sense of that it is. Yeah, I mean, for suburban people too you know but yes go on yeah but she says she's not from the northeast and she's also a young person so she kind of doesn't fit the mold but she really relates to billy joel because her dad was a radio dj in the 70s oh that's cool hey well what's her name again rachel worley hey rachel worley nice to see you and good to be with you here at billy joel a to z i'm doing my 70s dj voice sounded like a little a little bit of a harry carry slightly well, I was actually doing Harry Harrison from WABC. Oh, Did double Harry. That? Harry Harrison. Maybe her dad is. Wait, is your mom Joanne Worley from Laughing? Write in and tell us, Rachel. <laughs> I mean, that would be interesting. It's somehow, she's like such a feminist. She took her mom's last name. I didn't want to say anything, but Joanne Worley was in an episode of the Six Million Dollar Man as well. And everybody knows that's my favorite show. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying if it was. So, I mean, right. I mean, we know that Billy, we know now for sure where a Steve Hickman or a Catalina, you know, we know it does resonate with people that aren't from the Northeast at this point. But it's possible before we did the show, we weren't sure. Yeah. So now all these listeners from all over the world, it's nice to hear from you guys. So we know that we're putting little pins in a map on our wall. Yeah. Where you're all from. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. But let's just one more time point out April 9th, 2022. So you're one not, year anniversary. So if you're not at 2023 being like, I'm so excited for April 9th and that there's nothing happening. Uh, April 9th, 1 p.m. Eastern is it Eastern Standard Time or is it Daylight Savings Time? Nobody knows since they're getting rid of all this stuff. But 1 p.m. as uh, the clocks will be here in New York City, at least. Alan and I will be uh, celebrating our one-year anniversary, hopefully, with you. Yeah, join us on Zoom. We're going to give you all of the information uh, throughout this week on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we really hope to see you there. Have some good questions for us. Let us know uh, any deep, dark questions you have for Dave and myself. We'll do our best to answer them. Dave, have you really have a gambling problem? No, this is what my friend's, <laughs> uh, my friend's kid, uh, she was nine and she was on my podcast and she had all these questions and it was all like really embarrassing stuff. Uh, how come you're not married? Why do you have a gambling problem? Why do you talk so much? <laughs> my dad says you have bad diarrhea every day. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, your dad is right, but I've, I've kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that was our P song wrap up. Thanks for joining us for Piano Man and Pressure. And like we said, we have this great Q&A coming up on April 9th that we hope you join us for. But don't worry, real songs are coming really soon. In the R's, we've got songs like Roberta and Root Beer Rag. And then in the S's, it really gets amped up. We have classics like Say Goodbye to Hollywood and a little known song called Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Oops, spoiler alert, it's called The Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, so we're gonna have to wait out there. Well, that one's a joke, but that's why we're not gonna have Burn. River of Dreams. A lot sucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Write us hate mail about why River of Dreams is not in the R's and why you're going to see <laughs> the River of Dreams in the T's. We're sorry about that, I folks. I thought that was our next song until Alon was just like, no. Oh, I hate you so much sometimes. Sorry, folks. Got to wait 10 you. more weeks for the River of Dreams. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Alon Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. song famous last words this podcast ran too long stories jokes your hosts were full of silly anecdotes and so it goes another show about Billy Joe